You know what's funny is I, I don't know why. I guess like I just know a lot of male Robins. And so at first like I didn't look at your profile and I just assumed I was talking to a guy this whole time. <laughs> and today I looked on your profile, I was like, oh <laughs> still not a cis man, I know that. <laughs> I no, I I am a cis woman. I'm a woman. My my gender expression tends to be pretty androgynous, so I get a lot of they them, and that's okay. I kind of appreciate that if anything but it's she her i know it's funny i mm-hmm. think like i totally get why and people get upset when people mess up their genders when they're not cis because i remember the first time someone asked me i was like offended at first like not outwardly but i was just like off put of like i'm clearly a woman what do you mean <laughs> and then i was like oh this is what people that are not cis must feel <laughs> all the time yeah yeah, yeah. all like on top of like gender dysphoria i can only imagine i can't even imagine yeah welcome back intimates thanks for your support on patreon making this 2021 season possible this podcast is about all things intimate relationships love connection community consensual non-monogamy kink orgies lovers and of course good old-fashioned sex I talk with old friends and even meet some new ones. I interview people from all walks of life, from recovered addicts to counselors, sex partners to perfect strangers. I'd like to thank my hosts, the Musqueam First Nation, as this podcast is recorded on their unceded ancestral territory, where I was born, where I work, and where I currently live and play. So settle in for an intimate conversation. We're launching into party games. Hooray! That means every few weeks for a while, we're going to be recording more of a fun episode where we play games like Never Have I Ever, Would You Rather, and Twice Have I Ever, which is like an inversion of Never Have I Ever. The goal is to have done something twice that no one else has done or more times. I'll explain the rules for each game as they come up, and I'll let you know who is on the panel for each show. This show, we're going to have Robin Beach, um, the sex-positive, lifestyle-inclusive radio talk show host from Split Radio. You can follow Robin at sexwithrobin.com. Sorry, at sexwithrobin on Instagram. Uh, Sexwithrobin.com is also her website. Robin is a queer, non-monogamous sex educator, coach, consultant, former stripper, former nurse, pro-dom, and parent of two. Juniper, who's the other human on the panel today, is my only ever one-night stand, and also hilarious and positive and fun. So I'm excited to chat with both of them. We're going to be playing Never Have I Ever, which is a party game where we try and find things we haven't done that the others have done. Today we're going to talk about broken bones, TPing someone's house, and lots more. Enjoy. Welcome everyone to a special session of Intimate Interactions. I'm here with Juniper and Robin, um, and we're going to be playing Never Have I Ever, and possibly a Would You Rather, and possibly a At Least Twice Have I Ever, which will hopefully lead to some amazing stories. We'll see what we get through today. Um, but it's likely we'll only be playing one of those games and then we'll figure out what we're doing with, you know, not our lives, just like the rest of the session. So let's start there. Rules. Okay. So Never Have I Ever is a game if you are living under a rock and don't know what it is. Um, and basically you play it by thinking of something that you have never done in your life that you think the other people might have done in their lives. And you say, never have I ever done this thing. Like, never have I ever, you know, like, uh, slept with two siblings or like something that you personally are just like, I have never done the thing. And then if you've done the thing, you're supposed to drink. So we all have our drinks. Um, I have some green tea. Um, Juniper has some water. And Robin is introducing some red wine, which is a great <laughs> choice. <laughs> I, have, I also have water, but it's been a day and I'm, I'm chilling <laughs> with, some, with some wine. 
There is water and wine as well. Yeah. I've got water and wine. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's right. A veritable messiah. Okay. <laughs> so I have um so first let's talk about how hard researching this session was because like I thought it would be really easy that we could just like Google never have I ever and like really good prompts and that there would just be a lot online and like Juniper did you find that the prompts when you were researching were really tame as well yeah super tame I think I made most of mine I don't think many of them were from the articles and they were so misleading. Yeah. It was like 50 like very dirty ones. And then there were like 10 that were like really tame. And then like the rest were like not at all dirty. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what my experience was as well. My experience was never have I ever. Like I love the game. It's so much fun. Because I feel like you can, you can really have a lot of fun getting intensely specific and still finding people that will drink. Um, <laughs> but... The thing is, and I I still don't know whether this means I win a lot or I lose a lot. <laughs> um, but I mean, and I, I'm not trying to brag, but like particularly the sexy or kinky things are, again, because I've, I've worked as a pro dom, I've been a stripper, I'm not monogamous, I am fair, a very proud ethical slut, you know, mm-hmm. so I, 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 like trying things if that I haven't done like that's half the purpose I've tried things if it's like oh I've never done that that makes me want to do it that's just me so I feel like I'm really bad at coming up with ones that I haven't done um if if you could come up with them you would have done (laughs) (laughs) if I come up with one I'd be like oh now I have to go do that um but Mm -hmm. the in terms of the list being tame it was like actually really frustrating and yeah I'm not I don't want to super bash it because I know I have like muggle friends yeah I call them muggles not they don't like being called vanilla so we, we call them muggles I have some close muggle friends and um you know that's the those are the kind of questions that well and never have I ever as opposed to someone like myself who has been in all kinds of sex work and, and kink sex work and stuff like that so um, yeah, the ones I found, I'm like, really? There was actually one that was like, never have I ever been involved in BDSM. And I wanted to throw <laughs> my phone because I'm like, bitch, that is an entire category. Like, you have to be way more specific than that. Come on. It's like literally like, if you tried playing that with kinksters, that would just be like an everyone drink. And I know that sounds really like self-evident, but like. It, it's kind of like saying, like, never have I ever been Catholic. Like, it's just like you're picking the whole demographic of the population being like all these people have to drink for no reason. Yeah. Well, yeah. And exactly. Honestly, more people have been involved in BDSM than they think. Like, I've gone to huge crowds where I've been like, who here has ever been involved in BDSM? And then, like, maybe a handful of people pick up, like, raise their hands. And then I'm like, who here has ever been blindfolded, blindfolded someone, been spanked, spanked someone tied up a partner or been tied up and like everyone raises everyone's hand right so i'm like okay so you kind of have but that's a whole that's a whole other podcast we can talk about (laughs) (laughs) yeah i i definitely thought it was going to be easier than it was i think i really fall into that human fallacy of thinking other people are going to be um more similar to me than in fact they are so everyone's allowed to stop at any time and tell a story 
So if there's a good story, feel free to tell the story. Um, otherwise, we can just keep going. And don't be worried if you run out. It's going to be good. Um, I even got some like vanilla ones that I thought were really decent. Also, I can't believe people hate the word vanilla. I'm like, it's one of my favorite flavors. It is my favorite flavor ice cream. I love vanilla. I literally, but... it's my favorite thing to put in French toast. And I'm Indian. I put cardamom on French toast. And I'm serious. <laughs> like vanilla is like, no, it's right up there with cardamom. <laughs> that sounds really good. But it's true. I mean, it's one of those stereotypes, I think. Maybe people don't like being stereotyped. People think... Mm-hmm. Vanilla means boring. And I'm over yeah, here like, I, guess... I love vanilla, but they don't want to feel boring. So I, I've, I've yeah. asked my friends personally, how do you feel about muggles? Obviously, they don't speak for everyone, but they like muggles. Sure. And it's been a word that people have appreciated in my experience. So until something else better comes up, that's what I'm using. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, as opposed to calling them French vanilla, which is like the... Uh... It's like regular vanilla, except they like they do the little bit of like blindfolding. And <laughs> they like, like maybe a little bit of like, yes, like a little bit of like like strawberry vanilla or no, uh, okay. uh, strawberry kink. And then someone was like, "No, French vanilla." And I, I like French vanilla. I thought that was brilliant. One hundred percent. Just yeah. heard that. I just heard that. And for all those French vanilla folks watching and or muggles, whichever you prefer, identify as you like to identify. Um, if you haven't, if you haven't heard of the pillowcase trick. Um, it's taking a pillowcase and using it to hold your partner's hands at their sides. So if they were standing, you would slide a pillowcase up over both of their arms and then they would lie down on that. And it works as long as you're not cutting off circulation. It works just as well as any other restraint and you have it in the bedroom and it's it's free. <laughs> <laughs> like your sex tip of the day? That is my that is my French vanilla sex tip of the day. I love it. French vanilla. That's brilliant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't really know how much more there is for me to say on that. Oh, the juniper, your dog's so cute. You can see it? <gasps> Just a little. Your dog came into camera frame. <gasps> I blame ah! That one's too little to see. Come here, Rusty. Come in. Oh, that should, standing that there. should tell all of our auditory oh. um, participants just how adorable the dog is when the dog is too little to see. Everyone just goes, doggy, oh, doggy. <laughs> so cute. Okay. Um, well, we should probably get to the actual session, seeing as people have been patiently listening at this point. <laughs> hopefully not boring them too you much. You don't like to listen to the visual of dogs? <laughs> I know, right? Um, we'll just imagine, like, the cutest dog you've ever seen, and then imagine it smaller. Yeah. <laughs> and then you'll get Juniper's dogs. Okay. Um so how do you folks feel about playing Never Have I Ever? Good. I am feeling I might be French vanilla now looking at my <laughs> list. I'm not sure, it's though. It's all good. No shame. So, and no I put shame. some things that are not sex-related, but, you know, in the, in the realm. Same. Yep. Yeah. I so have not traditionally, as well. Traditionally, I do as well. The Traditionally, the winners of Never Have I Ever are the people who haven't done a lot. Um, so if you say never have I ever and someone drinks, it's a point against them. We don't have to keep score. Um, we could keep score if you really want to, but I have a feeling that like Robin is going to soundly lose the never have I ever and then soundly trounce us in twice have I ever, which is why I introduced the second game. Cause I like the idea of flipping it so that the sluts have their, have their turn on top. I know how I remember playing it was a drinking game and it's where you drink if you've done the thing. Is that the same thing? Yeah. We're saying if we've done the thing, the other person hasn't. 
Yeah. Okay. So you're saying like, never have I ever like waded into a fountain. And then if other people have, they have to drink. Okay. So it's like a point against them. Is See, the I never knew whether that meant that was a loss or a win. So I've learned today <laughs> yeah, I that know. I always lose at this game, but I love this game. It's so much fun. <laughs> I, I know thought it was winning. Like win. You have done the thing they said they didn't. <laughs> I kind of thought so. I agree. But also no shame. Like, really, truly no shame. 100%. Yeah, like, you can literally be like, like, never have I ever had sex with my cousin. And if, like, someone drinks, it's not going to be me. Um, but <laughs> if someone loss. drinks, I'm going to be like, huh. Yeah. <laughs> we can count That's that a loss. Yeah. Juniper, you nailed that. <laughs> okay. Um... Is this still true for me? Yeah. Never have I ever broken a bone. I have. I, I don't know how I've made it this far in my life without breaking a bone, <laughs> but I've literally never broken a bone or had a cast ever in my entire life. I don't know how, like as a kid, I did dumb crap. Like I rode a tricycle down a full flight of stairs into a solid wooden door face first. Didn't break anything. <laughs> I jumped across a coffee table from the couch slipped on the table and went face first into a fireplace didn't break anything i mean i gashed my face right below my eye probably scored my like um what are those bones called they're not occipital they're um suborbital is that right robin yeah i think so <laughs> nice. i don't know i i just assumed you were you were the person with the most training out of the three of us to know well Anyways. yeah i i was a nurse so not even physiology woo 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 woo, A and P. Um, so yeah, so I've done some really dumb crap and somehow it's all been to my skull, which explains a lot, but also I haven't broken anything. That you know of. <laughs> if you just didn't get a scan. True. It's true. It's true. There might be hairline fractures in my hairline. <laughs> okay, uh, Juniper, are you going next? Yeah. Going and, um, um, here, I'll do a, a tamer one. Never have I ever came up with a fake excuse to leave a date or a sexual experience. I don't think I've ever done that. I feel like no, I've, I think I've been prepared to, but I don't know that I've, that I've actually done it. I can think of a date I definitely wanted to on. <laughs> what happened? It was, oh, I don't want to like, tra I don't oh, want to yeah, trash this person. Oh yeah, fair enough, that makes sense. <clears throat> but having, having said that, she knows. <laughs> <laughs> It was, it was a bad date. Like, like literally I'm just so, I don't know, I guess non-traditional. And she was very like new agey, but very traditional at the same time. And like, I'm very science-based and very non-traditional. So like we had, we had like some stilted conversation. She ordered some alcohol, which I was like, whatever, that's fine. Um, so she's drinking her alcohol. We're at like a reasonably like pricey place. So I was like fairly mindful not to order much. And like, we hadn't talked about it in advance and her assumption would be that I would just pay for everything. And I was like, I don't really want to do that. Like, how about I pay for my stuff and you pay for your stuff? And she was like, we'll just split it. <laughs> I was like, you bought like, like you, I was like, all right fine that's fine so i ended up just buying a half of all of her crap even though like my bill came to like 15 18 and hers must have come to like 48 or something so we split it because that was the you know egalitarian thing to do <laughs> what the 
that's the only date I've been on where I've genuinely been like, I kind of wish I had like a pretend reason to leave so I could just like run to the cashier pay and just never speak to her. (laughs) (laughs) I had sort of an opposite interaction that was kind of like that once on a date. I went on a date with like $27 in my bank. And so I was like, okay, I'll just get like an appetizer or something because he brought me to like an expensive place. And then before, like, I didn't, like, say that because I clearly didn't want to, like, tell him that. (laughs) He ends up ordering all of these things. And instead of me being like, hey, just so you know, I'm not going to be able to split the bill. In my mind, I was like, well, this is just going to be an awkward moment when it comes up. (laughs) And luckily, at the end of the date, he asked if he could pay the entire bill. And I was like, oh, yeah, of course. Totally. Thanks. I honestly like I think if I were more enfranchised at that point in my life I would have um but yeah I in fact I used to have a policy where I would always pay for the first date and then the deal was if someone wanted to go halvesies they could buy me whatever we had on the second date ah nice because then it was like if if it's actually going to be you know good enough to worry about and I think a lot of this came from like a fear of like not meeting my obligations mm-hmm. yup Toxic masculinity rears its head again. Totes. All right. I think it's How my you feeling, Robin? Yeah, well, it I'm is. Good. I'm good. I'm just chilling. I've got I've got one that is not a sexy one. I figure it's a it's a good humor one to get into. Never have okay. I ever what can I say it? Because I totally have. <laughs> you can definitely say yeah. it. I'll say it and then I'll drink. I'll say it and I'll drink. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Never have I ever thought a friend's baby was ugly. And I'm drinking. <laughs> Does a stranger I... count? <laughs> sure. Like someone you're interacting with that you had to like pretend <laughs> that the baby wasn't ugly, but in your head, you're like, <gasps> it was funny. It was when I was like a kid and I was at some sort of like political event because my mom was really political at the time. And, um, just baby or this woman came by with her baby and there was something weird about the baby's eyes and it wasn't even like ugly it was just like there was something strange about it and then I remember my mom saying oh my god he has such beautiful eyes (laughs) that's the perfect response you go oh my god and then you say it's really great amazing (laughs) well you Victor you ever thought a baby was ugly I thought that a baby was not pretty handsome or attractive in any way. I've definitely been like, that is definitely like not the first piece of produce I would pick out at the baby <laughs> store, like at like the aisle where like baby's heads are produce that like I would feel that one and be like, Ooh, no, maybe a different one. Um, but did I think it was ugly? I mean, I'll drink. Cause like the produce aisle kind yeah. of communicates exactly the same. <laughs> I agree, you drink. <laughs> All right. For the for the uh, longest I time, that's... I didn't think it was possible for a baby to be ugly. But over the years, I've seen a couple that aren't. They're not like t- scary or anything. It's just like, ooh, you'll grow into that. <laughs> <laughs> you'll grow into that face. Yeah, somebody <laughs> exactly. told me that I grew into my face, which is like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> and I don't even think I was that ugly of a kid either. So I don't know. I don't know what was up with them. 
just yeah, that is a very strange thing to say to someone <laughs> and they were like shocked like they like saw me and like hadn't seen me for like a decade and like were like shocked how much i grew into my face and how beautiful i was and i was like uh thank Wait. you they're like wow it's so great to see you you totally grew into your face but i mean like, shocked like oh my god juniper you you look amazing you really grew into your face like <laughs> <laughs> That's that's the kind of comment that someone makes when they're like flustered because they were always a little attracted to you and now they're like awkwardly erect in their pants and they like weren't expecting to be. Yeah, and they were like instantly realized what they said. Like, I'm so sorry. I just had like knew that they were stepping over their feet and I didn't even save them. I just like let them stay in it. (laughs) Amazing. Juniper, can I steal that line? Like, I really want to use that in the future. With, yeah. with with loved ones that I'm happily roasting, like not trying <laughs> to actually insult them. Please. <laughs> but for loved ones Genius. that will know that I'm just... <laughs> Genius. I mean, it wasn't my oh, line, Alaska. Just to bring up that embarrassing <laughs> moment for her. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Could you imagine? Oh, oh, and then and then he really grew into his face. <laughs> like during a roast? Brilliant, Robin. Brilliant. <laughs> Oh, and my kid's wedding. What if if either of my kids get married? I'm gonna say that. Yes. <laughs> Amazing. I like the. You should have seen him as a as a baby. He was definitely not the first piece of produce I would have picked out, but he really grew into his face. <laughs> you can say it. It's perfect. Go ahead. Sorry, is it my turn or is it yeah, someone else's? Yeah, it is your turn. Oh, it's my turn. Okay. Never have I ever toilet papered someone's house. <gasps> No, I've never done that. I don't think I've done that. I just feel like that's so well, rude. I should apologize to Robin's neighbors because we know that Robin likes to do things that she's never done before. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I live next door to a church. So we'll see <laughs> no, I Ugh. I don't know. I just, I honestly, I, I've never really saw the appeal in it. Agreed. I'm just like, that's rude. Agreed. It just seems like it's not kosher. Exactly. And a waste Something of toilet about it. paper. Toilet paper. Agreed. For, the, for those of you post, you know, 2020, <laughs> toilet paper is so valuable. Don't go wasting that shit. Seriously. <laughs> it's literally, we're going to be those old people that are going to be like concerned about toilet paper when everyone else is rolling their <laughs> eyes. And they're like... <laughs> We, like didn't, we didn't all like live through the great COVID pandemic. I'm sorry. When my kids are like moving out on their own, I'm going to be like, do you have enough toilet paper? Make sure you're well stocked. <laughs> They're going to be like, mom, mom, we were just kids then. That was a long time ago, mom. I'd be like, no, make sure you're well stocked on toilet paper. Oh my goodness. It's going to happen. And hand, hand sanitizer. Here, I have some, honey. Take it with you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Honestly, that I feel like that'd be my first thought. If I opened my front door and saw that I had been TP'd, I would be like, oh, what a waste of toilet paper. That's just rude. <laughs> and then, you know, for Christmas, your kids would want a bidet because all of the random toilet paper with like tiny bits of like cedar and stuff in it piled in the bathroom to be reused they were like for the love of god that was that was hell week just get us a bidet that's what my roommate got her boyfriend for christmas was a bidet and he like genuinely wanted it i've been asking for one 
But no, I've always wondered what my children are going to say to their therapist about me when they're older. And now <laughs> I think we've nailed it. They're going to talk about how I made them use the toilet paper after someone put <laughs> That's funny. I've had toilet paper twice have I ever. So when that comes up. <laughs> Very okay. exciting. So, slash interesting. Wait, so Juniper, you were a no. Victor, yeah, were you no. a no? I was a no as well, yeah. Okay, so we're all no's on that. Look at that. It's like a that's like a wow. hat trick for never have I ever. We're we're polite sluts. What can I say? Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead whenever you'd like, Juniper. This one's kind of sad. Never have I ever been in love. Oh. <laughs> I have definitely been in love. And in fact, when I was first in love, it was also quite sad slash embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's actually a good thing. <laughs> Like, literally, I was the hyper-rational, like, on-the-spectrum kid that, like, no one really understood. And I, like, came in to – what class was that? Math class. It was prin- It was honors, principles, 12 math. That's what class it was. And I came in, and I, like, rested my head on the desk with a huge smile on my face and went, ha. Like, you can't write this shit any kitschier. Like, I was so head over heels for my first high school, like, sweetheart. It was, like, looking back, I'm like, oh, God, that's, oh, like, so (laughs) embarrassed. Not that being in love is a bad thing. I've loved many people, but that was, I remember one one student, David, literally falling out of his desk because he was laughing so hard (laughs) at me. I mean, I've been, in, I'm yep. definitely an infatuation junkie. So, I mean, I've been infatuated a million times, but I think that's different than being actually in love. Totally. Hmm. It's, it's very much similar, but I think it's different. I wouldn't know, though. <laughs> <laughs> My best guess is I definitely have people who I call heart humans who are like, really important people in my life who I would do anything for. And I don't know if I would call that being in love either. Yeah. Robin, what do you think? I assume when you say in love, like I've never loved someone versus I've never been in love. I assume we're talking like a romantic love. Yeah. Um, I love love. I definitely. And actually I do find I don't typically connect romantically super easy. Maybe, but I don't know. I feel like I've been in love a few times, so maybe I'm just old. (laughs) (laughs) I'm old and slutty. That's what it comes down to. I think people just think that like you get old and you stop being a slut, and that's so not true. I think it works the other way. Go ahead, Juniper. My assumption of being in love is that like that love is still there when the NRE dies. For Mm -hmm. me, I've never Mm -hmm. gone past that NRE or even like gotten the person that I was feeling infatuated for. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's, um, I'm sorry to hear that. And also, it's okay. It's a healthy, I think I'm just like honest with myself. I think I've heard a lot of people say, oh, I thought I was in love until I found this. So after I've heard that so many times, I'm like, oh, no, I haven't been in love yet. (laughs) I'm really excited for you for discovering that when you eventually get to it. Thanks. At the same time, if people are like, I thought I was in love. I would argue mm-hmm. that they were like, I think therefore mm-hmm. I am kind of situation. Yeah. If in that moment you thought you were in love, I would say you were in love, but it, there's all, I know it's complicated. There's, there's so many different types of love because, and yeah. yes, there's so many different types of love and NRE and our body chemistry can really, 
uh, be deceitful and sneaky. <laughs> so there is that as well. The, the difference between NRE and I love that you use the word infatuation because that's a really, there's a big difference between infatuation and love, I would argue. So knowing that mm-hmm. I think that is, is, uh, is healthy. I really think that's mm-hmm. healthy. To be aware you know, of that. some people hmm. don't like infatuation and think it's like an unhealthy bad thing. I love it. Like to me, I look at it as like a recreational drug. <laughs> that I get, oh like, yeah, I'm really into, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm seeing things that aren't there, and then, <laughs> and then you sober was... up after like three to four months. <laughs> I, I would argue that maybe people are thinking when they think negatively and they have negative connotations of the word infatuation, they might be thinking of the word obsessed. Uh, mm-hmm. which has, I think, is a little bit more of a negative connotations than infatuated. Infatuated could be either negative or positive. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you both so much for being on Intimate Interactions again. Well, thank you for having us. I always love talking to you. We have, we've never had a boring conversation, in my humble opinion. And it's just really cool meeting Juniper. Like, you seem like a really cool human, so... I know, this is such a cool way to meet people. (laughs) So how did you like it, Intimates? Discuss your ideas with the community at facebook.com forward slash Intimate Victor, or tweet me at Intimate Victor, or follow my Instagram, you guessed it, at Intimate Victor. If you can spare the cost of coffee to help the show keep going, head to patreon.com slash Victor Salmon. We hugely appreciate your help to continue making intimate conversations for you and yours. If not, you can always help other intimacy nerds find the podcast by leaving us a review anywhere online, especially iTunes. Or you can just tell a friend. The opening music is on hold for you, made of algorithmically generated notes and chords, and played by an AI-rendered saxophonist. The closing music is Gymnopédie, number one, by Eric Satie. Both are provided royalty-free, courtesy of Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. Thanks so much for your time, and may your most important relationships be filled with the intimate, rich interactions you crave. Be well. <laughs>